Hello? Who is this? Hello, welcome back to Stay on the Line, a horror movie review podcast hosted and created by me, Tara Card. And each week I bring in a guest to discuss and talk about a movie that we've watched together. Well, we watched it separately, but we we came together to review it. This week I'm joined with all the way from Kansas City, Missouri. Can- not not Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas City. Missouri. I would never, would never take Kansas City, Kansas as my identity. It's Xanax. Hello. The silent, cl- this finger not, silent. Not you waving first on this audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Wait. Uh, I gotta be quiet. Who are you? Tell the it's people okay. who you are. <laughs> I'm dead inside. I'm emotionally unavailable and romantically unavailable and physically unavailable. But I do have an OnlyFans and I do hate myself and I do post their uh, traps on the Instagrams. You also do drag. <laughs> Oh, and I do drag. Yeah, I forget about her. Yeah, I did drag in Mississippi, and then I moved here, and now I do drag here. What? How would so. you describe your drag? Uh, alternative. I would say cute, creative, quirky, stinky. My tights always smell bad, but I always look good. For those who don't know, Zanny used to wear a lucky pair of tights because they were her fairest pair of tights, and she would wear Under Armour underwear, and then wear the do. tights and wear the tights. Uh, as the first pair with the hip pads, but the tights did not have e- an elastic waistband on them anymore because they were so old. So she would use safety pins to pin them to her Under Armour underwear. Yeah, it was a it was fashion. It was a safety hazard. <laughs> They're called safety <laughs> pins, but they they are needles. I cannot tell you the amount of times that they got undone, and I stabbed myself while I was performing and kept going. Well, it's not like you're doing tricks and flips, so. You said, oh, no, let me not walk um, to the left this time. Let me walk, <laughs> let me walk to the right. <laughs> oh, is is that the, the Apple pencil that you thought I stole in your hand? This bitch, after I yeah. visited her in December, mind you guys, we, didn't, we literally did not go anywhere because it's a pandemic. We literally just ate food. Ate food and sat on the couch. At one point, we all just laid down on the floor and took a nap. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was a, that was a good nap. I, like on a scale I, of one to ten, me and Logan were like sleeping, and you came home, and you're like, "Oh, y'all are just like napping," and then just lay down and took a nap too. I said, "I vibe with it." That was a, it. Was a long day at work. Okay, are we gonna talk about this fucking movie? Yes, let's get into this movie. All right, and this week, Zanny and I decided, mainly Zanny, decided that we should watch the autopsy. The Autopsy of Jane Doe, starring Brian Cox as Tommy. Did I not say Jane Doe? No, yeah, it was The Autopsy of Jane Doe, but it starred Jane Doe. So <laughs> it was starring Brian Cox as Tommy, who's the dad, Emil Hirsch as Austin, the son. And that's honestly all you really need to know because there was no other important characters in the movie. The dad? I said the dad, bitch. That's the first name I said. Oh, okay. Maybe you were too busy no, saying Tommy Jane is... Doe. <laughs> Jane Doe. Tommy Jane Doe, is Jane the Doe, dad. No. Yes, he is. Austin is the son. You, you're right. Bitch, you watched you're this right, movie right. two months ago. It was a good movie. The Nerve. Okay, and it was directed by Andre. I don't know how to pronounce his last name because there's like a slash in there. 
I think or it's Overdahl. Overdahl, I think so too. He directed Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the movie. Yeah, which was an okay movie. That was also I heard it wasn't down. good. You said that was no. also a letdown. Are you saying you don't like this movie? No, I'm just saying like it was just a, the, the, the Scary Stories was a letdown. I expected it to be more. Oh, I love your merch. That's beautiful. You designed it. And I never even really released it to the public. I know. Oh my God. I actually didn't take a lot of notes. That's amazing. I only took five pages. Usually I take like 20 fucking pages. Five Our- pages? Yeah. My notebook isn't that big. Okay, what you got notes on? The movie was very... Well, because like anytime that they would, like they would do something medical, they would be like, oh, we pulled this out of the body. And I was like, they pulled this. That's typically like, if that was there, this would have happened, you know, like the causes. But give us a quick synopsis of this movie, a non-spoiler one, and then we're going to start the podcast and then, or we're going to start the episode and then get right into the spoiler zone. So non-spoiler synopsis. A dad is like a- Synopsis? Hey, synopsisters. Hi, synopsisters. We're going to get canceled again. There are no children in this movie, thankfully. So we're good. Um, ooh. in this movie, ooh, a dad and his son, they work at like a, like, a, is it a morgue or is it? It's a morgue. Yeah. Yeah. So they work at a morgue and the son's girlfriend's like, yo, like we should go out tonight. And he's like, no, like I gotta help my dad. Like something happens. And so they have to work on the autopsy of Jane Doe, which is this body that they found, like this, the police found in this location. And they have no clue who it is, what it is, like where the body came from anything about it so like we need to have like the story of this immediately because the press is going to want to know tomorrow morning like you have to figure it out so the son's like i gotta help my dad do this thing like we can hang out another day and the son and the dad do start the procedure of trying to identify what has happened to this body like they are doing the autopsy and like, it goes south adding up yeah it goes south it from goes there. way south it goes deeper than mississippi are you ready to delve into this movie zandria mentally no I just bit but my I'm so happy to be here with you. So yes. Aww. So this takes place in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. The location matters at some points in this movie. So it starts off with a crime scene at this house. There's there's three dead people include. Is it three dead people including Jane Doe, or is it four dead people including Jane Doe? Oh, well, you're not gonna. Remember. I think it's. I think I think it's four dead people, including Jane Doe, because it was a family, and they mentioned it being a family. Yeah, and so okay. I would not count a couple as a fan. Like I would be like, oh, a couple. Okay, yeah. so yeah, there's a huge crime scene that happened inside of this house, and it's basically a murder mystery. They don't know why people killed each other. They don't know how they killed each other because it wasn't a break in. And then at one point, the <laughs> the corresponding police lady says to the sheriff, like, it didn't seem like someone was trying to break in. It seemed like they were trying to break out. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, CSI Miami. Or the, uh, the dun, dun. They find these three bodies in the house, and then they're like, you should take a look down here. And it's a body of this very pale woman, just like, uh, like gorgeous dark- pale woman. Gorgeous. She's beautiful. She's on the cover of Vogue. Okay. Well, Zanny's into necrophilia. This woman is like, it looks like her body was like half dug up. And she looks just very pale. So it cuts to, I didn't honestly know the dad or the son's name until the very last page of my notes. Yeah, they don't really mention, they mention it early on and then they don't. But like, also, if you think about it, if you have a stable relationship with your parental figure, which the majority of the movie takes place between son and dad interacting, you're not gonna be like, hey, Jim Bob, 
hand me the screwdriver. I'm going to shove it up their body. Like you don't. We cut to the autopsy morgue thing. They're looking at this burnt body. It looks gross. The dad is like kind of like patronizing him. He's like, how did he die? And then the son is like, he died this one. He's like, no, that's wrong. He, he has a fractured skull. He didn't die from burning alive. That's basically this movie is the son being like, it's this. And then the dad being like, no, you're an idiot. And then until the end where it's like, no, my son was right all along. This whole time. And it was all a dream. <laughs> and it was, uh, wait, what is her name? And it was something all along. What is her name? Agatha. And it was Shane, no, all along. All along. Wait, that's a, that's a spoiler. I oh. know it was Jane Day. Ooh. Well, it's also a spoiler to another show. That was a double spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't watch Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel? <laughs> No, I know. I'm trying to don't watch, oh, oh. Don't watch WandaVision. They're in this morgue, and then I believe it's the son or the dad gets out of the morgue through a cellar door. I'm like, is this like, did y'all not think to like build like an actual door to get out of here? Like, why do, why do y'all have a cellar door still? Well, so the, it was the son, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he goes out the cellar door because their girlfriend's waiting, right? Because they have a hallway, and the hallway leads to an elevator. And the elevator brings them up to the main floor. Later on in the movie, the elevator is broken. So they can't go out that way. So the son runs to the cellar door. But the cellar door is blocked because of Jane Doe. But I think he sneaks someone, out the cellar someone door. Someone at one point is using the cellar door. And I just thought that that made yeah, no sense. I'm pretty sure it was the son at one point used the cellar door. And I thought that was done. Because the girlfriend comes down through the elevator. I'm pretty sure. Uh, we'll get to this. She's fucking weird. We see a cat in the movie. There's a cat that's like just in the vents, like hanging around. Just chilling, eating Did sort you, of fish. Yeah. Well, no, it's eating rats. Yeah. Be like, meow, meow, meow. I could grab now, my cat, but they surprisingly ran away from me. So Surprisingly? <laughs> surprisingly? Um, I don't think. It's basically just like dad, son, working a morgue, then son's girlfriend shows up, Sarah, Tuna, I don't fucking know her name. Emma. It's Emma. She is insisting, like, because he's been to her workplace, which is a bookstore, which triggered for you, I'm sure. Yeah, R.I.P. She <laughs> she insists going around in his work and seeing a dead body. That's fucking weird. Yeah, which also those don't correlate. Like, you visited me while I put bookshelves on a shelf. You are visiting, like, now you're coming to visit me where I'm putting a dead body on a table and cutting it open. Those don't correlate together. She like really wants to see these bodies. I wrote down, I hate this girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also her name was Emma. Her name was Emma Roberts, which I think is funny. Her last name wasn't Roberts. It was just Emma. Yeah. No, I have the Wikipedia article open right now. And it says Emma Roberts visits her boyfriend, Austin Tilden and his father, Tommy, a small town coroner. No, I, I don't think they were supposed to put Roberts in. It never says Who her, took it never, it never said her last name. It just says Emma. Oh, this is also this is also Wikipedia. So someone could have been. Yeah, like, girl. <laughs> I Roberts. think someone literally just typed that. In. Can we just but, pretend it's Emma Roberts? No. Um. So they get into the autopsy room, <laughs> no. and she's like, "What's in those?" And it's like those like it's where they keep like bodies like cold, like in those like yeah. Soap. Yeah, so they're like freezers. Like, you can put yeah. your nuggies in there if you want. I don't recommend it. She's insisting on going in. She's like, "What? It'll be fun." And he's like, "No, my dad like would not think that's cool." Also, I don't think you want to see a dead body. Like, also, if we're going on a date, like, what the fuck? I have not a lot of background in the inside of morgues, 
But who enters one of those rooms and sees the thing that literally has like labels that's like a body is in here and be like, what are those? Like it's where the baristas take their breaks. Also, you um, obviously know what it is. TVs exist. We I've never stepped inside of a morgue. I know what that is. That part. So when she asked that, she's like, I'm in a morgue. Where am I? I wanted to, I literally wanted to jump out of my, like, and strangle her. Yeah, I said, she's weird. The old man basically walks in and he's like, yeah, you can look at the body. And then she's like, let me see this body. And he pulls out a body and she's like, no, I don't want to see that one. I want to see this one, which I also was like, okay, another weird thing. So yeah, they, beggars can't be choosers, girlfriend. Yeah, she's like, no, I want to see a man body. <laughs> She's very strange. So they open up this next body and his face is not there because it's a gunshot wound to the face and he has a bell around his ankle. The old man talks about how, you know, back in the day, they weren't sure if bodies, if people were actually dead. So they put bells around ankles, which this is like a known thing. Like they would even do this in coffins, like they would hook it up. So, because sometimes people would get buried alive. Yeah, he's explaining this and yeah, uh, he's explaining this and she's like about to go reveal the, the covering to see this concaved man's face. And then the old man scares her with the bell ringing. I thought that was funny. I was like, yeah, fuck you. You know, the director was like, we ain't got the budget to show that face. We ain't got the budget. The... Keep the mask on, Valentina. <laughs> Some of the special effects were a little... Like very Wait, special really? effects. I thought their special effects were 10 out of 10. Really? Okay, we'll get to it. There we'll were a lot it. of I'll... scenes that made me uncomfortable. We'll get to it. Some of them I thought were too digitally like weird. Now the the son and the girlfriend are leaving because they have a date to go to to watch a movie. And this is when the sheriff comes in with Jane Doe's body. For some reason, only that one. I don't know why you wouldn't just bring that's all what, the bodies. That's the part that threw me for the loop is that he was just like, I have one body. There were four. What did you do with the other three? Yeah, they, it's all supposed to go to the same place. Like you just dropped off three at a different morgue in this small town that no one's ever heard of. It, well, it was the special was only three at one morgue. So he had to go to a different one to get a better deal. Yeah, they said. <laughs> the boy and the girl are talking about like, hey, actually, I want to stay and like help my dad out with this. But we can go on to a date later, but you can always come back, like come back around like midnight. The son is like insisting on staying here to be with his dad, because I think he, he has, they, they have a conversation that he hasn't told his dad that he's like leaving anytime soon, that he doesn't want to do this, which never gets brought up again. Which, exactly. Yeah. They, he wants to go to college for something else, but the dad is training the son to own the morgue when he passes away. And the girl's like, did you tell him yet? Did you tell him that we're leaving? Did you tell him that we're leaving town? And the son's like, no, I'm not ta- I'm not ready to tell my dad. I'm not ready to tell my dad. And then they just end that narrative. Yeah, that narrative like, literally went nowhere. The, the son is insisting on staying because he was like, the, the sheriff wouldn't be here with the body unless there was something really weird. And I'm like, go fuck your girlfriend, dude. Go fuck your but girlfriend. Also, but also, don't go fuck your girlfriend because she's crazy. Go, well, maybe, maybe that's why he wanted to stay. He was like, you're weird. Also, she desperately wanted to see a body and desperately wanted to do on the action. Why couldn't he have been like, crazy date idea, let's fuck on Jane Doe when my dad's not in the room? Actually, no, that'd be the worst date idea. It's like, hey, you want to watch us cut open this lady? I would, if I had a crazy girlfriend who wanted to stand about the body, I would have been like, it's all yours. Have fun. I would have been like, you hold the scalpel. Bye, lady, you're insane. <laughs> Straight couples be into that. I don't know. They'd be wildin'. I wrote down cat doesn't like body. Stanley, Stanley is the cat's name. The cat hisses yeah. at the body. He goes, yeah. 
Very important note for me. Which I'm sorry, if my cat hisses at anybody, they're out immediately. I don't play that game. The sheriff is there. He's clueless, which is a shocker. Police don't know what they're doing. The time frame is tonight. So the, the sheriff is like, give me this info tonight so I can give the information to the news in the morning. That confuses me because he was like, the press is going to want to know. The press need to know what happened tomorrow morning. Which one of y'all told the press? Because you can't find three other bodies right now. Well, the, so who the, has loose lips on your ship? No, the press was there in the beginning of the movie. They pulled up to the house. If you just recently watched a movie, you would um, probably have seen that. So when they're doing their autopsy, they are video recording it. They, they do it through four stages. So they do an external observation. Then they do an internal observation, which is like cutting up the body and like opening it. Then the next thing is like intestines, stomach. They go through like the digestive system. And then the last thing is the brain. They first noticed that her eyes are really gray and cloudy, which they thought this body had just died. But a body that's like gray and cloud, like the eyes are like that, it means that body's been dead for a while. A long time. Yeah. And the noticeable thing is like her body is like, has no scars. It's got no like cuts, anything like that. It's just, is a very pale naked body. Like pristine. There's no, it's gorgeous. Could be on the cover phone. So the dad's looking at the body and he's like looking at the wrist and then he's looking at the ankles and the ankles are like squishy. Broken. Yeah, because the ankles and the wrist are broken, but on the outside of the body, you can't notice that. And also her tongue is cut out. Her nails and her hair have peat, which is like something found up north. So they're like, okay, that means she was killed up north. Like, but this body like has this to bitch be ain't here. from around here. Their first suggestion was that this must be human trafficking because a story he had when he did an observation, an autopsy thing, was that these two people died because they were like bound at the wrists and the ankles and they were broken and then their tongue their tongue was cut off. So they're like, maybe it's that. And then a fly comes out of her nose. I know, just cat, just a casual buzz. And then it starts bleeding. Um, that's not normal. Oh, and then there's also vag- because that her blood was so fresh when her body was supposed to be dead for a long time. That part was like, this yeah. Is so what's going on? Right when they go into the exterm, uh, internal examination, they cut open her body and it's like bleeding profusely. And they're like, "Uh, that's not normal for a body that's supposed to be like a week or dead weeks old." Before that, her uh, they do a vaginal swab. The son looks away. And he says that her vagina is tore up inside. The dad said that. Right before they're about to cut into her, the music goes weird in the room. They're playing like an old-timey radio. But then they keep going in. Because they hear on the radio that there's like screaming and stuff. And they're like, oh, nothing of it. Time to cut into body. Yeah, there's like, oh, Magic 93.7. They be kind of going out. Yeah. And then this is is what What is Delilah up to? Delilah. I don't know that reference. You don't you don't have Delilah where you're at? I don't know what that is. Is that like on the radio okay, station? So she's a radio host and she does like a talk show during she's well known during Christmas. She like plays Christmas music down south and she's the worst human being in the world because little people will phone in and they'll be like, um, I would like to request a song like my boyfriend just broke up with me and he's a horrible human being and we're not together and this is my first Christmas alone. Like Delilah will be like, I'm so sorry to hear that. I have the perfect song for you and then it's like a romantic christmas song about falling in love like she literally rubs it in the dirt when this girl like and she does it all the time wow how lovely her pussy is yeah. dry hey, she does not have a wet ass pussy no she's so mean i hate Del- i 
unfashionably despised Delilah. Wow, this is a not a Delilah Stan account. So we're at, <laughs> we're doing this movie. <laughs> right after they cut the body open, they put something in a vial, and they're going. The son is going to the fridge to put it away, and then he opens it, and then there's just blood everywhere because one of the vials like broke or like the body part corroded. Like what? I don't. I think I don't it was know. the vials broke. Yeah. So there's blood everywhere now and then the son's like i'll clean it up dad it's fine so they finally open up her body and she is cut up like the heart is like cut up there's scar tissue everywhere in the body but it doesn't reflect her like outside though like externally you just be like what did, did she die of poison like i don't understand yeah like, you'd be like, hmm, is she even alive? I, I think at one point, like, something is, like, knocking on the door. Or there, no, no, it's uh, it's when they find the cat. So there's, like, banging somewhere yeah. in the office. And then I wrote down, this place is huge. Like, it's, like, huge, huge. Like, this is under their house. And it's, like, a pretty fucking big It's, building. like, a whole office, a morgue room, a hallway, two other rooms, a bathroom. A teacher's lounge. a shower. A teacher's lounge, a break room, a sign that says, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. So he goes to check on the sound and then the dad cuts himself like on her rib cage or like on the knife, like on his wrist. I think it was her rib cage. Yeah, he like cuts himself on her rib cage. He's bleeding pretty badly. And then this is when the son is like looking in a vent. Instead of using a light, he's just looking in it like, well, it's dark and then has his face up and then clearly gets spooked and falls. And then he gets back up and it's the cat. The cat's like really hurt. So the dad like takes the cat and just like snaps its neck. I know. Oh. Moisey kill. He, he mercy killed the cat. How did, and how did that make hey, you oh. feel, Zanny? It was, it was, I cried. It was very sad. <laughs> I wrote down sad music because after the cat dies, they're playing like all this like emotional sad music. I'm like, it's a cat, y'all. Like we seen this uh-uh. cat. We saw this cat in one other scene. Yeah, but still, I, okay, but it's like a psychological thing to be emotionally attached to things that aren't, like, related, that you, like, just to be emotionally attached to random things, to be empathetic. Well, I I can be empathetic when it's written well. The premise of this movie is interesting, however. And the the shots are, are, you sound like you don't like this movie. uh, If you let me finish my thought like what I was going to say is that this movie was interesting the first half, but then it like lost me at the end. It picked up at the end. No, no. The ending made me uncomfortable and I was at the edge of my seat the whole time and I was gagged and gooped. No, Okay, we'll, we'll get to those parts, but the dad, ki- the dad kills the cat. They put it in the furnace. They burn the cat's body. The dad is sad, but he doesn't want to talk about it with his son. And then, but he drops like a subtle hint, like, that's the last thing I had left of your mother. It's like, um, dad, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. Am, am I not the last thing you have left? <laughs> I never thought about that. Am I wrong? <laughs> the son says, I get it. You fucking hate me. That, you know what? Director, that would have been a good part for the son to say, you know what, my dad? I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to college. Yeah, to bring it up, but they don't. And then the dad could have been like, what? And then the son could have said, now that's the last thing you're ever going to get from mom. And then he should have went on his date with his girlfriend. But then the movie would have ended right there. And you know what? I would have been fine with that. So if I could punch you, I would physically assault you right now. Real quick, we are going to cut to a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking more about Jane Doe and her autopsy. Woo, we love that. Period. 
Period. Cut the body up. Literally dead ass. Flip her over. Literally. Dead ass. Point. Dead ass. <laughs> that, that is a dead ass. <laughs> that is a ass that is very much dead or alive. Who knows? <laughs> Hey guys, if you're listening this far into the podcast, I need you to go to iTunes or anywhere that you can review your podcast. And I would love it if you left a rating and a review on this podcast. It would mean a lot, preferably five stars and a good rating. And just leave a comment there. A positive one. Don't call me an idiot or anything like that. That would be kind of mean. And if you hear that, that's Sunny in the background. She's here for this ad break. You're going to hear her on every episode that there's going to be an ad break now. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Uh Can I do one in Spanish? Sure. Bienvenido. Estás escuchando al podcast de Data Card. Stay on the line. Si estás escuchando, lo puedes encontrar en iTunes, Google Podcasts y donde quieras que puedes escuchar el audio de Stay on the Line. Por favor, deja cinco estrellas si puedes de todo este comentario que vamos a hacer. Gracias por todo y tengan buena noche. Yeah, what she said. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Gracias. Or how Americans say, Dana da. Thanks, Dana da. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Back to the podcast. And we are talking about the autopsy Jane. of Jane Dar. Jane Doe. Dar, as they say in Australia, Dar. Dar, close the door. Clear. Clear. <laughs> I met someone named Cleo and I did that to them. Like I was like, Cleo, and they did not know the reference. Now they're at their stage three of the autopsy, which is now they're looking inside the the stomach, the intestines, the the duty bubbles. Also forgot her teeth. On the external thing, they're like, she's missing a molar. So now when they're doing the the stage three thing, they pull out a paralyzing flower out of her intestine. And they also pull out a cloth with a tooth in the middle, which was her molar. And the cloth has like some ritualistic like writing Writings. on it. But then they were like, if she swallowed this, this would have been like eroded by the stomach acid. So like, this is also weird. Also these scenes for the viewers, these scenes are very graphic and they're very intense. Like yeah. you see them like literally cut her skin open and like peel her skin. And there's like the muscle tissue and you see them like, dig it it's very nauseating it made me sick i will say that like and and those and that like not cga and that special effects i think that looks good but i'm going to get to the special effects where it does not look good when they're like looking at the like tooth and the paper cloth the son's like uh i have a bad feeling dad we should stop and the dad's like no we gotta do this because and then they keep going this is when the son oh. suggests like this was human sacrifice and the dad's like that's crazy well, you're stupid also this is another part that we left out while these these things are happening so the movie the songs the music on the radio continues to change and cut out while they're having these moments and each time they kind of do something it's got kind of more intense and the radio is like there's a storm approaching but at the beginning of the movie they're like sunny weather zero percent chance of rain so like at this point like they're starting to hear thunder outside they're starting to hear, like hear it and like their radio starting to like, like cut out and it's very like ominous and the like person on the radio is like a huge storm is coming in yeah is, i didn't very- really notice that i kind of wasn't really paying too much about that but that makes a lot of sense too because at the end they're like it's actually been sunny for the past four days 
like on the radio yeah. at the end. I was gonna say one point, like in the radio, it just says like it's it's like there's a big storm coming, and I just like thought of like, honey, you got a big storm coming. You got a big storm coming. Well, yeah, and so that comes into play because that's why the tree like there's a, there's a huge storm outside, and the tree falls and it blocks the cellar door. And yeah, they, allegedly. Oh yeah, allegedly. Because there was no storm. Yeah, and the sun's like, I can't get out. There must be a tree on the door. Yeah, this but I is where I have an issue with some logistic things in this movie. A very important line I wrote down is the sun says this happened to her for a reason. And I thought that was, it kind of made me think of the Me Too movement. Like a lot of people would discredit a lot of people saying, oh, well, they got sexually assault- assaulted for a reason this happened to them for a reason. So I don't know if that was an intentional writing thing on, you know, the writers of this movie, but I thought that was a very important yeah. one and it made me think that. See, I took it as like, this happened for a reason as in like, this wasn't like an accident, like something went down for the reels. That's the way I took it. I mean, I think the moral of the story was she wasn't, there's a whole thing with Jane Doe where it's like, they suggest possibly that she's a witch However, she wasn't a witch. And now that this is her body is just like possessed in a way and that she didn't deserve this at all, that there was no reason for this to happen to her. It's just people were assholes. Yeah, people were just mean to her. The radio says you're going nowhere. The sun suggests to leave again. So they have her open up already. So they cut into the skin and open her up so they can see her ribs and all this. And they're like, her, her frame is like so small, like her waist shouldn't be this small suggesting corsets and then the guy's like the son is like well who's wearing corsets nowadays and i'm like looking in the, into the camera I'm like yeah <laughs> who's doing that guy <laughs> who does that <laughs> not me with not, four of them in my closet not me i'm just naturally that skinny in drag so it's not the face tune it's my corset <laughs> you did edit me that one time <laughs> do you remember when you like edited me like super skinny at yeah, the waist and like... then thick ass weights that was funny I'll have to post that if I can find that picture I'll post that could be the header photo of our like, maybe the flyer that's like if you listen to the podcast you know it. there is no flyer they cut open her like body open they're like okay but let's peel back like the what's right underneath the skin like not like the ribs but like what's in between that so they peel that back and it's all this ritualistic stuff. Like how the fuck did yeah. they get this inside of her skin? And then that's when the lights break in the room and all the power Ow. goes out. Yeah, the, the lights basically explode. Yeah, intensively. And the dad is like, we're still gonna work. I don't think so. No, no, no. This is when shit hits the fan. Because when the lights break and they get the light, all the bodies are gone. Oh yeah, all the bodies are gone and missing. Yeah, all the bodies are gone, except for Jane Doe. She's still there, but all the bodies that were like in the freezer thing. But the bodies are gone. They try to call for help. And they hit the floor and ran. Yeah, yeah, they 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 ran to the 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 elevator wasn't working, and then they try to go to the cellar door, but it's not working because it's allegedly blocked. They go to try to call for help in the office, but when they're in the office, they start they, they close the door too because they're like shit is going on. This is creepy. When they're in the office, they start hearing a bell ring. Yeah, I got goosebumps. I will say this is this is a good scene in the movie. So the the bell ringing suggests that there is a body walking around. So it's like this nice buildup of like the bell getting closer and then the sun looks underneath the door it's very much like science and then there's a body like a foot there with the bell mm-hmm. and then at some point the dad is like cleaning up his his wound and 
the bathroom there in that office that has a shower. He sees something and then the son sees something, but they don't actually see something. And then the dad gets grabbed and attacked, like gets fucked up. Like his like side is like super bruised up. Mm-hmm. It does not look good. It was a very graphic, it was a very graphic scene, but you never see what it is that attacks him. You see an eye. Yeah. You see an eye and kind of like a charred face around it. The son keeps saying like, I, I think it's Jane Doe. And then the dad's like, nope can't be that would it makes sense i'm like you just got attacked by an invisible like one your lights blew up you got chased you heard a dead body outside like there's a lot of things that don't make sense right now this dad is kind of like really stupid the son is also stupid too but now the dad is all banged up they they then conclude like yeah i guess it is her somehow everything that they take out of her body also rapidly decomposes which i thought was kind of interesting the evidence was gone so when they're like taking all her stuff it's like rotten and they're like let's burn the body because they're they suggest like take the body to the crematorium but then something just starts banging on the fucking wall like trying to break in and they're like fuck it let's burn the body here so they start setting the body on fire and then the whole room catches on fire but jane doe's body is like fine it's just like there and she's like i'm still looking good as fuck you didn't cut me open, you didn't tuck out my insides, and I still could be on the cover of Vogue. And she's in flames. Because you are not that kind of girl. Baby, think I, everything I had was, was built from the ground cursed, up. Cursed to me. <laughs> everything I had was cursed to me from the ground up. They have to put out the fire, but once they're putting out the fire, like, her body is, like, being put out of the fire, too. So it's just, mm-hmm. like, they're not even pointing the fire extinguisher at her and the body. The, the fire is going out, which is crazy. Now they have an axe, and they're, like, trying to get through the door and at this point they're like fuck it let's just get out of here so they go to the elevator the elevator's not working at first they manage to get it up and in the meantime there's a body walking to them when they're using the axe at first on the door to get out of the autopsy room you see like uh like the the sewn mouth of one of the dead bodies and the sewed eyes, and it looked really oh, bad. Oh, yeah. It looked really bad. It looked like a Slender Man, like, JPEG picture. <laughs> yeah, I can say that part wasn't that scary. Well, even this part, when they're in the, out, like, they're trying to get the elevator open, and there's a, a body of the guy with the face, like, shot in. I didn't think that was scary yeah. either. Because the, the body, yeah. like, looked really weird, and they kept using flashing lights to be like, oh, you can't see it, but you know what's coming, but it still looked, like, really bad. Like, the the CGI on Jane, you can tell that the budget was definitely put on Jane Doe's body in that experience, and the rest was just, like, random filler art pieces, you know? Yeah. Then they eventually get in the elevator, but it won't close. And the figure is like walking up to the elevator. So the dad just goes like, ah, and uses the axe, just chops at it. But then you hear like a woman, like, like noises. And then it turns out it's Emma, his girlfriend somehow. Because she said, I'm coming back. Yeah. She said she was coming back, but it doesn't make any sense because like, How did she get there if the elevator wasn't working and if the cellar door was locked? I think the elevator worked and I think she's been stuck down there and she'd been there for a hot minute and she was just kind of, you know, perusing and like looking around and then... Why um, wasn't it like working for, like, why wasn't she seeing weird things? Like, why were they only seeing her like that? Like, doesn't make any sense. Maybe because she was outside the radius of Jane Doe's manipulation. But then that would have affected the sheriff and that would have affected everyone that was at the crime scene. Wait, what would have affected the sheriff? He's the one that brought the body in. He was alone yeah, but with I'm it. Saying, like, and at the end of the movie, it's suggesting that like Jane Doe is going to do something about the guy that's driving the body away. Yeah, but I think you have to like, I think she 
picks and chooses who she wants. I still think it's stupid. Anyways, the dad accidentally chops into the son's girlfriend and she is dead. And this is when I wrote down son's name is Austin. Because <laughs> he's like, Austin, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And they're just crying. And then they go into the elevator and just cry in there quietly. Also, it was like four minutes, if even. Like Austin's like, <laughs> got to go back to work. Only got a five minute lunch break. Oh my God. They had this talk about the mom. It's supposed to be a sad talk where he's like, you know, I should have known to stop like investigating this body. He's like, I would have known if your mother's signs, like insisting that she had depression and like took her own life. And I was like, okay, we're dropping this. I didn't get that at all. You didn't get that at all? No, I didn't. I don't know. Yeah. How many times did you watch this movie? Like five times. Girl, he literally said, I wish I saw the signs of her being unhappy. What, you thought she just fucking left him? Yeah. That's what I would do if I was unhappy. I would have been like, Sayonara. Well, she did do that, but like in life, she, she said Sayonara. Goodbye. She said Sayonara. So they're talking in the elevator after they had their mom talk. Also, that part, Homegirl literally just got murdered, murdered, and they're talking about a dead mom that died years ago. Like you lost your cat, you lost your girlfriend, and you want to talk about trauma from your childhood. The disrespect. They were like, anyways, Emma's dead. That was basically the writers. The writers were like, okay, so moving on. Uh, the producers during RuPaul's Drag Race. The challenge this week is sportswear. Talk about your mom that died in a forest fire. Literally. The, the son is suggesting, oh, Jane Doe, she tried to get us to not cut into her and to stop at many times, but we didn't. And I'm like, yeah, you should have listened to her. She was giving all no. the signs to be like, "Not, do not fuck with me, please. Even the cat was like, don't fuck with her. The son, so after they're like, she wanted us to stop cutting into her. The son goes, well, we need to figure this out, why she died. And th- like insisting like, we need to cut into her more. I'm like, she, you just concluded that we should not be cutting into her anymore. And now you're all like, let's cut into this bitch. That part. Made no fucking sense. She really said, don't touch me. And they said, we have to touch her. So you know why she <laughs> wants us not to touch her. The, the furnace is open and it's making things like foggy. And they get out of the elevator because they're going to go back to the autopsy room. The dad gets attacked. They're fine. And they go into the autopsy room. I wrote down, so stupid. So dumb, so stupid. See, I never understood. I never correlated the furnace being open. And that's why the room got so smoky. So I was like, this is just some weird haunty shit. Where Were you like taking a shit? Were you taking a shit in this movie? Like it's, <laughs> it clearly like opens I, it and shows the. I think I'm. I think I might have been a little like a little crossfaded when I had watched this movie. You needed the dad to be like, your mother killed herself and I am sad about it. And I am sad. And then I needed the the credits to say, the furnace opens, smoke leaves the furnace. (laughs) I'm pretty sure if you had the subtitles on, it would have said that. Yeah, it would have said weird ominous furnace sound. Okay, so now they they get back into the the autopsy room. They, They cut into her brain and they observe the blood in the brain and apparently the blood cells are still alive. So like everything in her body is dead except for her brain. And then the dad is like, she's not dead. And we can't find a cause of death because she's alive. Dun, dun, dun. No, oh, no. Ha- <laughs> dog is like whining. I'm like, what is this concept of like, she's not dead because brain. And then they're like, Levictus. <laughs> 
They, oh they, yeah, the fact that they immediately they immediately were like Leviticus twenty twenty seven. Yeah, because they, they're looking at the cloth. The son's like looking at the cloth, like ah, this stupid thing. And they're like, wait, if I fold the cloth, it says Leviticus twenty twenty seven. Coincidentally, they have bookshelves in there with a Bible with Leviticus in it. And keep that in my morgue. Well, I would keep that in my morgue actually. I wouldn't. But they, they come up with the idea this body is from the 17th century New England, hence the corset. Corseting is only in that time period. Up only north, in that time period. And that's up north. Um, middle the, corsets down south. The son is like, oh, well, she was probably like trialed for everything for being a witch. And the dad still doesn't believe him. But then the dad is like, well, maybe she was innocent. And this is all happening because she was innocent and they tortured her by burning her and doing all this stuff. And now she's going to torture us the same way. End the, credits. The dad suggests they hurt her by cutting up the body. And then I wrote right underneath that, this is stupid. Like, I feel like this is where they dropped the ball. Like, it started to not make yeah, sense. The ending did kind of irritate me, especially... I'm going to jump, can I jump forward like 10 seconds? The dad is like, I will take it all. Leave him alone. I yeah. was like, like okay, she's you, dead. I was going to say, you have to say something audible because it's a podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it just made me mad. I was so furious. Like, obviously she doesn't care about you. If you think she's, not, she's been doing this traumatic stuff the whole movie. You think all of a sudden the last five minutes because you asked, she's like, let me be kind. It, it's right off where you're saying like something tries to break into the room. The dad's saying to the to Jane, like, don't hurt my son. Uh, take me. Like, uh, he's offering his body. So then, like, he starts to die. His wrists start to break. His ankles start to break, just like her. So basically, she's doing everything that happened to her to him. Then the dad's like, kill me. So then the son kills him, which I'm like, oh, my God. You already just touched your bloody girlfriend. And then now you're putting this blunt object into your dad. This isn't going to look good for you, my guy. That part. This is looking very suspicious. The dad's wanting the son to kill himself because Jane is basically snapping his fucking body up. I wrote, this doesn't look good. The power goes back on as soon as his dad dies. Then you hear the sheriff. The sheriff is like, hey, I'm here. We're at, like, we're going to get you out of here. Like, he's at the cellar. So then... What's his name? Austin. Austin's running up to the cellar like, I can't open the door. And he's like, you can do it. But then the sheriff starts to sing like a song that's on the radio. Mm-hmm. And it was like a devil. I, I remember it was an evil song because the songs correlated to what was going on. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my darling. <laughs> Hello, my rag um, Yeah, it doesn't even mention what song it is, but the song is like important. I think it was just a song that was playing on the radio. Like, I genuinely do not remember. Yeah, we both, I literally can't think of the song. I'm like, I think the song had some form of importance. <laughs> I can't read it in the Wikipedia article, but I think it was important, but I also don't remember it. Well, maybe it you should important. have taken notes, bitch. Yeah, it turns out it's not the cops. It's uh, Jane Doe fucking with him. The cellar is like up some stairs. Like it's up a, a spiral staircase. So then Austin starts to back up into the staircase, like the top of it, which looks a little bit broken. And then he like turns around and sees his dad. His dad like jump scares him. And then Austin falls off the ledge and like falls to his death and like breaks his neck. Yeah, rest in peace, Austin. Yeah, so everyone's everyone that was a character that had more than five lines in this movie is dead. <laughs> and now the cops are there in the morning they're like i don't know what happened this would never happen to this family the cop is the sheriff's like i've known this family for 10 years it's like or 20 years actually he's like this doesn't make any sense and then the 
female cop because that's there's only two cops that's the only way to differentiate but you don't know his name or her name she's like well let's uh take this body and give it to the other morgue and he's like nope i want this out of my county there's something wrong with this body i don't want it here bye bye body he said go bring it to the rest of them yep and then that's basically the end of the movie but at the end of the movie it cuts to the driver driving off and then you hear the bell jingle in the back of the, the vehicle. And then that's when it ends. Yeah, allegedly. How did how did you feel about this movie? <laughs> I so there were some weak points in the storyline. Yes. But when it came to the visuals, it made me like it was so real and it was so gross watching them cut her like and all the things that they did and all the things that they did to her and she did to them was so intense that it, it was like to me it was such a I, I enjoyed it. I would give it a solid 8.5 out of 10. 8.5? Yeah, what would you give it? Like a fucking 5.5. What did you give the Blair Witch? The Blair Witch? I Well, we don't rate them. On the podcast, if you listen what would to you, it. Well, what I, would, didn't, I didn't like the Blair Witch. What would you rate the Blair Witch? The Blair Witch, I think, <gasps> was good for its time, but it's not my favorite movie. It was nice talking to you. I love All right, the so Blair that, Witch. This does conclude this episode. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like this movie because like it started off good, but then they they wrote these things into the script that didn't go anywhere. They're yeah. like they played the sad music after Emma died, but you're like, what is her name again? Like you didn't get to know her. Like it also went- like they played the sad music, but the family didn't care about her. Yeah, because they we we as an audience didn't even know her. So why should we care if they don't care? That part, like, because I vividly remember that scene. And they go back, I'm closing my eyes, I'm thinking about it. They go back into the elevator and the dad's just like, subject change. And Austin, not once, is like, you just killed my girlfriend. Not once. He's immediately like, I'm so sorry, dad. Because I was like, she is out there dying. Because they also don't show her dying. They just show her getting attacked. And then he holds her body crying. And then he just like, the dad's like, we have to get back in the elevator. And then they just leave her. Well, I think it's suggested that she died in his arms but it's still yeah stupid. but i still would have dragged that if that was if, if that was my partner i would have dragged him into the elevator with me and i would have been like i'm taking this to the, to the upground i ain't leaving this here maybe you're getting a little too close to those dead bodies annie i have to go a bone to chill about. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it started off good but it really lost me at the end especially with like okay so now she jane doe can control the space-time continuum and like make people okay okay with that big word i think it's three actually (laughs) in regards to this movie it wasn't my favorite i wouldn't watch it again and i i did tell someone because they had a suggestion they wanted to watch as above so below but i was that was a good one but i was like oh my friend wanted to watch the autopsy of jane doe and i only remember seeing the ending of it like i think it was just on the tv and i was watching it and i thought the ending was so stupid and then i watched the whole movie and i was like this is stupid but i'm sorry i don't like your one of your favorite movies it's okay not everybody has taste so yeah you don't (laughs) (laughs) i mean you wore this ugly curtain dress like uh, I like the curtain dress. I just have to get her hand. For those who don't know, I went to go visit Zanny when I was on vacation and made her a dress out of curtains, and I hate the dress. It's it's gorgeous. I like it. It's not my favorite tarot card piece that you've ever made because I think that I think that you're such a creative person, and I 
It literally costs more to get the curtains, and I got more fabric, like sequin fabric and all that at Joanne. I know. That that day for like one-fourth the price. But I was so excited to have something like that that is made by you, but I think that you have such creative visions. Anyways, this movie, do you think you would have, do you think you would have survived Jane Doe? Do you think you would have survived Jane Doe's autopsy? Okay, so yes, because I would not have done all that. I would have, I would not have been able to do all that. When I saw that her wrists and her arms were broken with no sign, I would have said, I'm Audi McStowdy. You would not have found me in that basement. Bitch, you wouldn't have found me cutting up no fucking bodies. That part. And the second that they cut into it, if you would, if that would have been me and I would have cut, oh, I got so passionate that I turned my phone. If that would have been a me and I cut into the body and it bled like that, I would have immediately said, uh-uh. Bitch, I can't even cut into a fucking onion correctly, let alone a human body. A human body. Also, I'm such an I'm such a social media dumb bitch. I would not be able to just like be like goodbye world and distance myself. I would fully be having my Snapchat open, being like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> and the whole world would have been, Jane Doe would have been like, I can't get this. One. Instagram live. Instagram live. So we're cutting up a bitch. <laughs> Hello, Uglies. Hello, Uglies. In this extermination <laughs> challenge, we're gonna be opening up a naked white lady. Ooh. Ugly. Not All my right. audition video is me doing the autopsy of Jane Doe. All right, Sandy, where can we find you? Ew, why are you wait, like in person? You want me to give you my address? No, like where can the viewers find you if they want to? Oh. Girl. Um <laughs> Instagram at zanny.ex. I have Twitter, but I don't know my Twitter handle because I only use it to post memes and to make fun of you. And then Facebook is just ZannyX. Do you want to plug your Venmo or something? Anything coming up? I have a special super secret place that I'm going to be coming very soon in May. And I'm very excited because it's a really big deal. I would love to be a part of it. <laughs> I think you might question mark statement. Well, bitch, I got a commission that I'm literally just staring at the fabric and I'm like, yeah, I probably should start on that. I mean, with, I have three merches that I need to get done. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to start on it on Tuesday because I need to get these gloves done and I've been procrastinating these gloves. So I'm going to work on me and then I'm going to do that commission tomorrow. And my name is Tara Carr. That's T-E-R-R-A-H-C-A-R-D. You can find me on most platforms under that, even on Venmo and Cash App. And you can find this podcast on Instagram at Stay on the Line Podcast and also on Twitter at Stay on the Line TC. Until next time, make sure you guys stay on the line. Bye. Bye.